0: Log Talk Radio
1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Reaching Out Radio International. We thank you for listening and checking us out. We are working together in love and unity and one mind, one accord, as the body of Christ sharing our hearts for Jesus, the gospel, into the world. Good evening. This is part two of Warriors, a child, the armor of God basic training with your host, Evangelist Dustin Fields. I want to welcome everybody listening, anyone that's calling in, and anybody that goes back and listens on demand. We thank you again for being with us. Um, I want to give a shout out to my wife, Evangelist Montel Fields. This is her blog talk radio that she has put together, and the Lord is blessed with uh, her and her hosts that are on here, as well as myself. And just a reminder for everybody, she will be coming up on her 700th episode on her seventh year of doing this, and she will be doing a special broadcast here shortly. Um, So look forward to that and check it out whenever it comes on. And we're just going to jump right in tonight. Thank you again, like I said, for being here on our basic training part 2. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Our scripture tonight, if you want to remember last time that I was on the last broadcast, we we jumped into a little bit of Matthew 4 and 1st John and we learned in our training that the devil has his weapons and we have our weapons. And this week we're going to deep a little bit deeper we're going to dig a little bit deeper into our weapons and where we find our weapons at besides what the lord has told us on my last broadcast of having prayer and fasting and supplications with thanksgiving we're going to look into some more of our weapons that we have with those and we find those weapons in Ephesians six. And in Ephesians six I'm gonna just read some of the word because I believe that the word is strongest weapon that we have. Our faith in the word, our belief in the word. This is the, the instructions in the and the way that God speaks through man inspired by him to tell us our direction, which If you know your direction, you can never go wrong. I want to open up tonight, before I read this scripture, with a word of prayer. And tonight, dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you humbly. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. We ask you to cover us with the blood of the Lamb, dear Heavenly Father. Your Son, Jesus Christ, came to be our sacrifice, Lord, and He is our only bridge unto you, dear Lord. We thank you for that sacrifice and we just pray, O oh Lord, that that in reading your word, dear Heavenly Father, these these are your instructions for us, dear Heavenly Father. We just ask, dear Lord, that you give us our spiritual eyes to be open, dear Heavenly Father. Give us the understanding and the and the knowledge, dear Heavenly Father. You ask us to come and seek and we will find. You ask us to knock and the door shall be open. Dear Heavenly Father, the only wisdom and the knowledge that we need, dear Heavenly Father, is from you. All earthly wisdom and knowledge can be at fault, but your word is true, dear Heavenly Father. So we ask that you open our spiritual eyes and and see the things that need to be seen, dear Lord. Open our hearts, spiritual man, up tonight, dear Heavenly Father, to grow closer to you and get a greater understanding of what this purpose and what our life is for, dear Heavenly Father. And we know Dear Heavenly Father, through your grace, these things can be done. We thank you for all of our blessings in our life, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for just the breath that we breathe. For without you, none is possible, dear Lord. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And I ask, dear Lord, that you just bless this word, dear Heavenly Father. That who needs to hear it, hears it, dear Lord. Whose spiritual eyes need to be opened, hopefully can be opened through this word, dear Heavenly Father. And I I believe, dear Lord, that these are things and the basic things that we need, dear Heavenly Father, is we're coming up as children of God, dear Lord. And the basics are to stay with us. So we just thank you for just giving us this opportunity, dear Heavenly Father. And in your name and in your son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hopping right into Ephesians 6. It goes into like this. The first nine verses is telling us by the writer the things that the commandments that we have. In verse one, it says, children, obey your parents and the Lord for in his in this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it will be. Well with you and you May live long on earth Verse 4 And you fathers do not provoke Your children to wrath bring them Up in the training and um, Admonish Of the Lord By bond servants Be obedient to those Who are your masters according To the flesh with fear and Trembling and sincerity of The heart as to Christ not with eye service, as man pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service, as the Lord, as to the Lord, and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you, masters, do the same thing to them giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking up the shield of faith, which which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplications in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And we're speaking of Paul here, the apostle that that wrote the book of the Ephesians that was led by the Holy Spirit to write. This second part of us in our training camp, okay, we're learning our, our weapons and we're learning our defenses against the spiritual things of this world. Now I want to, before I dive into the explanation of what the armor of God is, for the newcomers here listening, even the ones that have have been in the ministry for a while or believers that have been here. Most of us have heard these things of Ephesians 6 and the armor of God. And, you know, you get those pictures of the soldier with all of his armor. We don't physically put on armor nowadays, but we're going to understand what spiritual armor is tonight, okay? And together we can do this. Now, I want to jump to Second Timothy, and there's a verse in here. I do believe it's verse sixteen that I want to focus on, but as I was reading Second Timothy, verse three or verse one through verse nine really hit me to share tonight because I want you guys to understand it said that the armor of God was for those those ages, okay He specifically said it's for those ages. But I'm going to tell you now that the devil hasn't changed at all. His schemes haven't really changed at all. It all comes boiling down to those three things that we, we talked about last time in, in Matthew 4 and 1 John. of The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those three things, he may have switched it up a little bit with technology and, and access to to certain things. But all the tricks that the devil has, they're not new. They're all still the same thing. The devil's never going to change. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's going to be the way that he is because that is who he is. So I want us to be unaware of what's really going on. And these these first nine verses in chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, even in their times, really listen to them and, and see how they relate to nowadays. So in 2 Timothy, he's reading... He's reading, but know this, in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Traitors, headstrong, haughty Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God Having a form of godliness But denying its power And from such people turn away For of this sort are those who creep into households And make captives of gullible women Loaded down with sins Led away by various lusts Always learning and never able to come To the knowledge of the truth Now as Janus and Jabiris resisted Moses so do these also resist the truth men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith but they will progress no further folly will be manifest to all as their theirs also was now come on let's really listen to what he said Men of lovers of themselves, people that are unthankful, unholy, unloving, disobedient to parents, despises good. All you see in the news today and the the social media feeds that we have, it just seems like you get so many likes and so many loves and so much publicity for things that, that are just not of good texture. It's just unbelievable. People that are headstrong, lovers. Of pleasure rather than lovers of God, you know, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Come on, how strong are these scriptures here, and how closely are they related to the times that we're in today? But what I wanted to jump down to is verse 16 in chapter 3 of Second Timothy. Okay, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Come on now. And another version of the Bible which there are many versions that translation, not versions, I should say, but there are many translations. I usually use the new King James version or the King James version, but in another um, translation, the instructions in righteousness is actually translated as for training in righteousness. And that's what we're doing as warriors and soldiers of Christ. We're training ourselves. And how do we do that? Paul is telling us here to Timothy that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now remember, the scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable, it is reproof, it's for correction, and it's for training in righteousness. And that the man of God may be complete. Telling us here that you cannot be complete without these scriptures. And you cannot be thoroughly equipped for every good work without the scriptures. And in that, we jump back to Ephesians and, and our, our base scriptures that we have. I just wanted to touch base there for a cross reference. I really like cross reference in the word because a lot of people like to say that the uh Bible contradicts itself, but in all honesty the contradictions that they find are usually taken out of context or they're just very very nitpicky on trying to disprove what the Lord has done. But the word in all scriptures is inspired by God. So this is our main, this is our main, our main focus and our main weapon. With the scriptures, we learn to understand and be more powerful in our spirituality of of recognizing wickedness and evil and being able to withstand those things that the devil tries to dra- tries to drag us into because do not be mistaken my friend the devil will come even as an angel of light to lie to you the devil was even able to come to Jesus Christ himself and try to tempt him thank god for his holy son that he was not tempted And He made the devil flee and we got that sacrificial lamb on the cross for us. We are not Jesus Christ We will falter. We will fall The devil knows how to get to each and every one of us because he knows us very well He studies his enemy very closely. So we need to do the same. We need to study Not only ourselves, but we need to study our devil to know his his attacks and his ways and you do that by learning and and understanding. And if you ever come into a time where you feel like you've hit a wall and you're not really making progress and you're not really seeing any difference and you're not seeing any progress, okay, always have a a person or a point of accountability, your pastors or your spouse or a friend, you know, you We are not in this alone. There are no assassins in this run. There are no individual warriors to where you are the only one. This is not like we all see what happens to the individual warrior with Goliath. His whole army just threw him out there. And David, being the individual warrior he was going out there, was not alone. But he had God with him, and that's why he prevailed. But on to this. If you stand alone, you are easier to be attacked. You need to have not only first and foremost, you need to have God in your life, have Jesus as a personal close relationship with you, but you need to have your brothers and sisters that can stand with you and fight with you the battles that you are unable to withstand yourself at this time. And no matter, don't get it twisted, no matter how long you've been in the ministry, no longer how long you have been with Christ, you cannot stand alone. You you have to have that relationship. It tells us in Scripture to, to go on to one another and have that relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So going into what we know, we know that we we need to fast and we need to pray and have supplications with thanksgiving. But we really need to know the word of God. These are words that were spoken by man but inspired by God through his spirit. These are very tangible, not only spiritual, but tangible and spiritual words that that uplift and bring healing and strengthen our spirits. Just reading the word can do so much for you in your life but going into the armor of god i want to i want to touch base first with that he tells us to be strong in the lord and in power of his might not our own might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but we wrestle against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth. What exactly does that mean? Girded your waist with truth. Another translation is the belt of truth. And what it is is what is the truth? The truth is a representation of God's written word. We know that the word, the Holy Bible is God's truth. Okay? And to be girded around your waist, another it's it's a belt. And if you ever look at a Roman soldier or any soldier that has weapons and they they have a belt and the belt is the most one of the most important parts because it goes around your waist but it is also what holds all of your weapons everything that you have access to and you need to get to is usually on that belt in those days so if just in layman's terms it men can probably relate i can never find a pair of jeans that fit me perfect. Okay, they're either too small or they're too big. So you have to go with the too big and you put on a belt. Without that belt, you try to walk, run, sit down, walk around. Your pants don't stay up very well without that belt. So the belt is significant of having it all together, to being able to be functional without losing it all. Okay? so. I'm going to look up this this verse here real quick. But whenever you're having the waist there and you have your sword and you have your breastplate on, okay, you're ready, you have your helmet on, and all these things, your belt is what's going to hold your weapons.
0: And what re- really relates onto that is this. That how can we put on the armor of God in today's world?
1: This passage can be applied to all of our lives in the same way it was during the time it was written. Even though we may not be familiar with putting on the armor for battle like a Roman soldier, the armor of God represents the defense we must take in our spiritual lives. The Bible tells us that we are fighting a war against Satan who seeks to destroy us. Therefore, we must take action and put on armors God's armor, as Christians. Hold on one second.
0: What I'm not sure what's happened. Did you, you need to? You need to bring up your thing and see if you're still connected. Do you have anything? Disconnect you or anything? So mm-hmm. you're still going. I'm not sure. i see what's going on. Just keep talking, Tom. we were having technical difficulties
1: and we're checking. Okay, my wife is telling me we're having technical difficulties. I'm hoping that you guys can still hear me. (coughs) My wife said that she can't hear me on the phone, but hopefully you guys can hear me soon. We were having technical difficulties. Everyone hopefully can be
0: with us here shortly. Not for sure why. mic check hopefully
1: my wife will let me know okay my wife just told me our technical difficulties is over and hopefully that should be good and not for sure where I've cut off or where I was started but we were speaking on Ephesians 6 and the whole armor of God I wanted to touch base as far as the belt of truth went and the belt is where Roman soldiers stored their weapons. Without a belt, they could not carry a weapon. So.
0: Okay, so sure of uh,
1: Alright, right now, we're going to try to take a song break and try to figure out our delay or our technical difficulties here. Hopefully I can get it worked out and my wife can help me. Sorry for that. Let's go ahead and go into our song break. Welcome back to Reaching Out Radio International. We thank you again for listening tonight as we're working together in love and unity in one mind and one accord as the body of Christ, trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ into the world. We had some technical difficulties on the first half. Hopefully we can make it through the second half without that difficulty of the technical Thank you again. This is Dustin Fields with Warriors of Child. We're on the Armor of God, Basic Training, Part 2. Speaking of the Gospel in Ephesians 6, and the, the Armor of God starting with the Belt of Truth, and we wonder why Paul started with the Belt of Truth, which the Belt of Truth is a representation of the Word of God. Nowadays, there are many of us out there that, you know, speak of spending our time in the word and fasting and praying and doing good works for the lord but there's a lot of ministries even a lot of christians out there and new believers that have a hard time getting into the word of truth They, they find it difficult to read or find it hard to understand and that's why we're here and that's why most ministers get out there is to give the understanding of the word the way that they see it and the way they feel god is is blessing them and, and giving them the understanding of the word to give to other people, which is, is really good for the work of the Lord. That's what we're supposed to do is go out and preach for Jesus and preach salvation and the cross. I get that. And that's that's an, a very important thing. But even more importantly is this is not, an, as I said before on the first half, that we're not alone and we're not in this alone. But it's a very important for us to understand that our salvation is an individual thing, that we are the only ones that can ask Jesus Christ into our hearts. And we're the only one that can have that personal relationship with Jesus. My pastor, my wife, my friends, my kids, none of them can give me the relationship to God and to Jesus Christ. I have to open up my heart and humble myself and ask for forgiveness and ask for that salvation, okay? And, and that's what each of us need to know, is that, that listening to preachers on TV and listening to preachers in the pulpit and and even listening to the Word tonight or listening to anyone else on the radio that, that gives the good gospel, that, those are good things to do. But we're here in basic training, okay? And basic training is an individual effort with the group. So if you're not putting in the work and you're not putting in your your dedication, okay, what happens in the military if you go through basic training and, and you're not following through on your end, you either drop out or you flunk out. You have to put in the work. And I'm speaking to myself as well as anyone else that is listening, okay? So whenever Paul starts off with gird your waist with the, with the truth, okay, he's telling you to put on the belt of truth. Okay, those are our scriptures. That's that's the word of God. That's our truth. You have to dig in there. Whether you're not a good reader or you, you don't understand. Okay, let me tell you something. That whenever you read the word of God, if you don't understand, it may take some time to finally get your heart into the right perspective. To get your spiritual eyes and your ears to open up. But I'm telling you, if you spend time in the word of God and you ask God faithfully and you pray. God, just open my heart and eyes up, dear Lord, to your word. I want to know your truth. I need to know your instructions, okay? God is not going to keep that away from you, okay? It's our job to sit and take time with the Lord and to read his word and to understand his truth. And this is why. If you do not understand the word of truth, you are going to be easily deceived. You're going to fall into enemy's traps more frequently and easily. And I'll tell you why. And we sit here and we think that the devil's here just to mess us up, just to make us fall. The main goal of what the devil is trying to do is to keep us from having that personal relationship with Christ. Because he doesn't want us to go to heaven. He doesn't want us to have the blessing and the relationship, and the warmth from God as a father, because he is so prideful that he rejected, like I was reading in uh, Second Timothy just a minute ago, that the, the child becomes disobedient to their parents, okay, and that's what the devil did. He became prideful, and he became disobedient to his father, and he got just God gave him was justly given unto him okay God doesn't want that for anybody and Jesus Jesus's life and his sacrifice and the things that he did to grant us salvation is proof of that that God wants to be our father and he wants to be in our corner and he wants us to love him don't let your pride in and your arrogance get in the way of that okay so it may be difficult at first just remember whenever you start working out if anybody has ever worked out that first push-up is the hardest that first if you're a runner that first mile feels like it's gonna kill you okay but in time whenever you practice and you do a, a repetitive routine of that it gets easier with time one mile turns into three miles, then turns into a 5K. You know, you build up to it. The first push-up turns into 20 push-ups, then turns into 50 push-ups. You have to work at it, and you have to stay consistent with it. And that's what this basic training's about. It isn't about just jumping the gun from start line to finish. It tells in our, us in our scripture that we're running a race, Our race isn't going to be finished until the day we stand before God and that day after our death. And so from the time that we're born until that time that we meet our Lord and Savior and creator again, that is our race. Okay. So we're either going to get better at running, we're going to get better in the race, or we're going to stay the same or even worse, we will fall backwards. (coughs) And whenever we do that and falling backwards, trust me, God doesn't want to let you go and God doesn't want to see anyone slip into that. Now, there will become a point where God tells you that he would rather have you hot or cold and not lukewarm and he will spew you from his mouth. But God wants us to be able to have that mercy and grace. And I can't tell anybody in their lives where that point is going to be at, whether you're riding the fence or whether you're hot or cold. You and God and Jesus have that personal relationship. You know in your heart where you are at, and only you can do that and know where that's at as long as you're truthful to yourself. Now, there may be brothers and sisters out there that tell you this or that, and they may see you do this or that. Now, if you're obviously stepping out of the will of God and what his word of truth says and your brothers and sisters in Christ come to you, that's correction. And and any correction that anybody gets, honestly, you're going to feel a conviction from the Holy Spirit if you need to change that in your life. But the only way that you know that, the only way that you see, like it tells us in 2 Timothy, that... The scriptures are there for us to correct us for sound and profitable doctrine, for reproof, and for the training in righteousness, the instructions. It's the only way that we're going to be complete and thoroughly equipped is for this. And why I'm telling you this is because in the Word of God, it tells us the devil knows scriptures, okay? And you guys that are new in this are going to say you know how is this possible okay but if you really deep you don't even really have to dig that far deep in you go into the fourth chapter of the new testament in the first book of matthew okay the devil used scripture himself to try to deceive and tempt jesus christ now jesus christ a lot of people that are new to Christ don't know him. Okay, everybody knows that he was a young boy of a carpenter and the Virgin Mary. and But he grew up in a time where he was able to go and he sat for three days. He was lost in the temple at around the age of 12. And he sat and he studied and he learned this is what they had. They didn't have TV back then. They had work to do and they learned their scriptures. And they had the Old Testament before Christ of all these things that have happened with God all the way from Adam and Eve up to Zacharias and that's all throughout those Bibles and Micah and all the greats that that the main Bible stories that people hear about whenever they become new in Christ about David and Goliath and Daniel and the lion's den and Meshach, Eshach and Abednego and you hear all these stories and even they they've mainstream now into Esther and you know people read all of these things or see all these things in churches and read about them but that's Jesus had access to these scriptures and he studied them and he learned them because he knew he was here on this earth for his heavenly father's business and not that he disregarded his earthly father and mother, but he knew what his purpose was. He knew why he came and he knew where he was going. He had that closeness of a relationship, which we'll get in deeper with all of that later. But he knew that he needed to know these scriptures. He needed to study these scriptures so much that he stayed in the temple to learn from his elders and to read these scriptures. And then his parents left for three days before they came back for him. Okay, that's how important these scriptures are. And I just want to challenge myself tonight. Okay, if you want to follow the challenge you can yourself as well, but I'm gonna challenge myself tonight and I want to not only study the word for scriptures as well as, you know, to minister or to do these programs or to do sermons. But I want to study these scriptures within myself to learn this truth more. And I think I'm going to challenge myself to at least reading, if not one chapter a night, two chapters a night. So starting Tonight I'm going to go ahead and challenge myself for that and that's going to be my first push up. And I want you guys to go ahead and do that all that is reading or listening tonight. I want to challenge that within yourself as well. Challenge yourself for that. Like anything that you're doing, anybody that you guys can set goals and and learn from that. Anybody that is listening has has done that that's you know, went to school or you started working out and you had goals on where you wanted to get or wanted to lose weight. It's all the same principle. You set a goal and you start out small and you just push until you meet that goal. And then you set another goal. And before you know it, some people are going to advance quicker. Some people are going to just seem like it's so easy for them to learn the scriptures and to understand the scriptures and it may not be that easy for you. It's not really easy for me to do a pull-up, but you know what? Whenever I actually dedicated myself to trying to do pull-ups, it only took me a couple of weeks to end up getting up to 10 pull-ups at a time. So it's all about perseverance, okay? And that's what it tells us in in the Word of God. In, in verse 18, it says, Praying always with the prayers of supplication. Prayer and supplications in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. Okay, perseverance is what's going to get you to where you need to be. That no quit attitude is not just for this world. It's not just for your job. It's not for your next goals in life of what you want to do. But perseverance is really needed in in the Christian walk of faith. Okay, there's going to be more tests and more battles and more attacks that you can even imagine whenever you're really trying to dig deep and get into the truth of the Lord because the devil does not want you to be in this place. It can come from even people that have been supporting you your whole entire life. And whenever you make this change to start being in the army of the Lord and working towards what the gospel wants you to do and what God wants you to do rather than what this world wants you to do, it's going to it's gonna buck back. It's going to discourage you. It's going to tell you not to do this, not to do that. But as it says in here, you are an ambassador. That in it, you need to speak boldly as you need to speak, okay? And I'm going to tell you right now, the people that truly love you and that are in your life, they're going to end up being by your side in the end. And it's going to be rough at first whenever you're a new believer and you got to cut ties with all the old ways and all the old people that you you knew. And even at, for a point in time and moment, if you need to connect from family members that are are trying to really discourage you, make sure that you stay prayed up and you stay in touch with God and keep yourself protected. So that you do not falter back into the old ways. Okay? And that's what the 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 shodding your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Okay, the only way that you can be in the preparation of the gospel of peace is to have yourself encased in your waist, your belt of truth with you. Having your shield of faith. Why does it say above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench, all fiery darts of the wicked one? You're going to have times where you're you're shot at and that you're you're attacked very deeply. And, I mean, I've had attacks where it hits you to your core that it wants to shake your faith. But that's what our shield is for. That's what our faith is for, is to have that understanding. And if you have that relationship with God, your faith will not be shaken. Your helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So you're, you're having all these things. It seems like different parts, your waist, your feet, your head your chest, your weapon, your sword. They seem like different parts, but just like the body of God, and that we may all be different parts. It's all one. It all starts with having conviction in your heart, knowing that you're a sinner and that you cannot get yourself to God humbling yourself and asking the Lord's forgiveness and asking Him to be your Savior, your bridge to God. And starting
0: that relationship with Him in faith, believing
1: that whenever you pass from this world, And you stand before God in judgment. That you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Our good works and our deeds and our ministries and all of these things is not what's going to get us into heaven. It's our commitment and understanding that the only way that we got there was through the blood and the belief and faith is through the blood of Jesus Christ. So tonight, like I said, we're going to probably do a part three on this, but as far as tonight goes, I'm going to be wrapping up and really, I don't even want to call it a challenge. I just want to say in training. So in basic training, there are drills that you have to do. There's running that you have to do. You have to do these things to get your body and your mind set for being a warrior or soldier. So this is our basic training. This is our our thing as far as our curriculum goes. We need to be in the word of God. We need to take time to fast and we need to take time for prayer. And prayer and fasting... You can look it up on YouTube. You can look it up through different Googles and even on your iPhone and different things. You look up what is fasting, what is prayer. You're going to get a vast majority different answers. And you take time with God and you pray about it and you ask God to lead you in and what to do. I don't want to instruct anyone on how to fast. Some people say it's this or some people say it's that. I know whenever Jesus fasted, he went without food. Okay, so miraculously went without food for 40 days and 40 nights, but he was the son of God. So I'm not going to extremely go that fast into saying that everybody should fast for 40 days or 40 nights, but I am going to say this. You should pick a time in your prayer. Time with God to really ask Him to give you understanding of the fasting and and maybe He may lead you into doing something like that, and taking time for prayer is very important. A lot of people believe in in getting up first thing in the morning and they have their hour or two or even fifteen twenty minutes of prayer with God, and then they have their cup of coffee and go to work. me personally, I pray throughout the day. I pray when I first get up and I pray throughout the day. I talk to God like he's standing right next to me, me and him. I try to have a conversation with him all the time and throughout the day on different things. Prayer to me is, you know, I want Jesus to be my everything. And so why would I limit him just to the morning or before bed? I want him to be in my every day, my all day, not just the morning or the evening, me personally. But you go ahead and start and you pray and you fast and start reading this word. Me, myself, I'm going to try to do two chapters a night. But if I have to start with one chapter a night, I want to build up, not just studying or letting the Lord lead me in scriptures on what to do for ministry, but I want to build up being able to read the entire scriptures, which I have before, but read the entire scriptures over and over and over. That Because God tells us in his word that, you know, in Matthew 4, what Jesus said to the devil when he used scriptures, that we should not live by bread alone, but by every word that perceives out of the mouth of God and it tells us in Second Timothy that all scriptures are inspired by him through man. So these scriptures are the words from God. Okay, so this is what we're supposed to live on. And this is this is what's supposed to give us strength in this world. So in that, I thank you. I thank you tonight for being with us. Sorry again for the technical difficulties. Hopefully, on the on-demand, my wife can help with uh, any dead air that we had this evening. And I just pray. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray now um, for everyone. Dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you now humbly. And we're just asking, dear Lord, that even with the technical difficulties tonight, that the message come forth clear and true to what your word says, dear Heavenly Father. That our armor, our protection in the battle of this world is is you, dear Lord. Our faith and our salvation and our belief in the truth and the word of God, dear Heavenly Father. That is how we're going to withstand the devil's attacks, dear Lord. That's how we're going to be able to withstand our spiritual attacks that we go through, dear Lord. I ask, dear Lord, that everyone that's listening tonight are on demand, dear Lord. That you just touch their hearts to have the deeper a deeper yearning for your truth, your word, to read your word every day, dear Heavenly Father. To to desire it as much as they do as daily food that they get, that you have blessed them with, dear Heavenly Father. For the word tells us, dear Lord, that you're not only our bread, but Jesus is our living water, dear Heavenly Father. And we live on water and bread physically, dear Lord. But let us live off of your water and bread spiritually, dear Heavenly Father, your Son, Jesus Christ, and your word of truth, dear Lord. Just give our hearts a yearning and desire to have that tonight, dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for the opportunity to even be able to speak on this platform, dear Lord. We thank you for all the blessings that we've had in our life and that you're doing in our life, dear Heavenly Father. I ask humbly, dear Lord, that you just help me grow and you help me learn and have instructions for me, dear Heavenly Father, to to go forth in this, dear Lord, in this in this world to, to sharing your gospel, dear Heavenly Father. I just ask, dear Lord, anyone that's listening tonight that has a need, dear Heavenly Father. I just ask, dear Lord, that if it be on your will, dear Lord, that you meet that need, dear Heavenly Father. Because you are our provider, dear Heavenly Father. You are our all in all, dear Lord. Anything and everything that we need, dear Lord, comes from me. And I know, dear Lord, that you do not give us all our wants, which is a good Father, dear Lord. You do not want us to be spoiled, O oh Lord. But I do ask, dear Lord, those that are struggling in this, in this world, dear Lord, that are having a stressful time to meeting their needs, Their basic needs, dear Heavenly Father Keeping their house paid for, their bills paid Their food on their table, dear Lord I know that you do not want your children suffering like that And I just ask, dear Lord, that anyone that is suffering like that Dear Lord, bless them, O Lord Give them just their basic needs, dear Heavenly Father And we thank you for all the things that you've done in our life All of your mercy and grace that you've given upon a sinful nation, dear Lord And a simple person like me, dear Lord, we thank you for all of that that can be given, dear Lord. And above all, we thank you so very much that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to be our atonement for our sins, dear Lord. Not one could stand in that place, dear Heavenly Father, except for Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that bridge that you've given us to give us the relationship back with our Father that we we need so bad, dear Lord. We ask, dear Lord, that you continue to open the hearts and the minds of the ones that have been saved and that know Jesus Christ as their Savior to get a deeper relationship with you and the word of truth, dear Lord. And we ask, dear Lord, that you just help those that have the understanding to be able to speak the truth, the way it's supposed to be spoken, the way that opens up hearts and opens up eyes to your son, Jesus Christ, your Lord. For that is the true nature of what these ministries are to be called for, your Lord, is to help people to find their way to the shepherd, to find their way to the cross, to find their way not to... Not to sit there and condemn and ridicule their sins, but to have their sins washed away. And I pray, O Lord, that this ministry go forth in doing just that, dear Lord. To opening up the eyes and the hearts to men and women in their sinful nature to be washed with the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you in all these things. And always we pray in your name and under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You guys have a wonderful night. Um, I should be on next week, another Thursday. And we hope that you come back and listen to us again. God bless. And don't back down when God is
0: backing you up.